podcast for filthy casuals by filthy casuals. Hi everyone and welcome to Flashpoint episode 102, recorded Sunday, August 16th. I'm your host David Holloway and with me is a co-host who puts the raft in Minecraft. How are you, Simon? Good, but you, you, can't, you can't build rafts in Minecraft. Can't you really? No, you can build boats. But not rafts. Not rafts. Uh, there's, a, there's a mod that's required. Oh, the, trust me, the, if there's a mod, if there's an idea, there's a mod. Exactly. See, it's been a while. It always feels ages because, um, as everyone that regularly listens know, we're now a month apart for Flashpoint, even though we record together every fortnight. So it seems like ages since we've talked games. It does seem like a long time. But then some stuff's happened, so that's always good. Yes, there is that. And one of the most exciting things to happen, and it's only taken a hundred and two episodes, we have an official sponsor slash advertiser. What, 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 so so what's, a, what's a sponsor advertiser do? A sponsor advertiser hopefully throws some money our way because they realise that we're such an influential pair in the world of gaming. Oh. Uh, they can see huge leverage in us advertising their product. Although... One of the reasons it's taken 102 episodes is, on average, I would get an approach every week to two weeks, not so much for podcasts but for website advertising from totally dodgies, um, you know, gold sellers, all that sort of stuff, and I knock them back regularly. But this is one that when they approached, I was more than happy because it totally relates to what we're talking about, which is gaming and MMOs. And oh, it'd be awesome if they sent us a script we could read. <laughs> Well, as it happens, they have. But before we read the script, I mean, I actually was quite thrilled because it is an MMO developer. Um, They're a very well-respected developer. Um, We can say who it is. It's Treon. Um, And the MMO that we're advertising is Arcage, which I was really pleased to, to say we have actually have reviewed on the website before. Mm. Um, Darren did that for us. That was back uh, in the beta days, wasn't it? Sorry, it, that was back in the beta days before it did a launch, wasn't it? Uh, could have been too. Yeah, I know it was a very glowing review, and I, I was interested in arcade. You know, just you know, with everything else, haven't got. I mean, I don't play bloody Swotor anymore, let alone other MMOs. But I actually Traitor. have down. Sorry, Traitor. Yeah, I know. Um, so I actually have downloaded Arcade and I will be trying it out based on the glowing review. And I also, I do believe in if you're going to advertise something, you should at least have some idea. Now, that's not stopping me reading the ad tonight having not played it. But it's well perceived. So, yeah, we're really pleased to have them on board as sponsors. Um, and now here's the official bit. So if you're unaware, Arcade is an epic fantasy MMORPG uh, free of predefined paths and progression. So I know it's very much lauded as a, a great sandbox MMO. Okay. Um, you're free to choose your own path and play your own way from your starting homeland to far-off lost shores, which contain the birthplace of magic. You can wield incredible powers drawn from 120 unique character class combinations, master over 20 vocations, build houses and manors in the open world, farm trade, forge alliances and lay waste to all who stand in your way. I always like that bit. Or you can turn your back on it all and live as a pirate ransack, ransacking traders. I just about said ransackling. That's a cool word. Ransacking traders and pillaging the high seas for plunder and gold. 
Um, and I know in our review there was a lot of positive stuff about the sea-based and the pirate-based stuff in the game. So that's what I'll be checking out when I do log in. Um, so if you are interested in checking out Arcage, it is free to play. Um, so you just need to go to www.arcagegame, so A-R-C-H-E-A-G-E-G-A-M-E.com. So, yeah, go check it out. And if you do download it, make sure you scream to the rooftops that you downloaded it because of us. So, Absolutely. Yes. And the, the, if, you, if you tried it before and uh, you haven't tried it since, they did have a, uh, a big uh, content drop on uh, April the 28th of this year. So if you haven't uh, if you had a go and haven't gone back, go and visit your alts because there's probably a bunch of stuff to do that you haven't seen before. Yeah. And it's one of those MMOs that I've never heard. I know it's going to sound like I'm backing an advertiser, and to some extent I am, but I've actually never heard negative reports about Arcage, maybe probably because it's been under the radar a bit, but I, I've never heard people totally slag it. So I think that's one of the reasons I definitely downloaded it. I was happy to just, you know, take the money, but I want to play it. Yeah. No, me too. I've got, I've got three alts in there. Which, uh, <laughs> that doesn't need- sound like you at all. And I just want to see if my carrots have grown. I, I suspect they've probably been trampled by horses by now, but yes. Never know. Yeah. But it's, that's the funny thing about Tryon uh, is they're, they're there and they've, they've got a, a fairly strong presence, but a lot of their games sort of, apart from Rift, which yeah. that's really blew up when it first came out, um, like the Defiance, if, uh, if anyone remembers the, the video game or, or the TV show, which, yes, is still being broadcast and they're in their third season now, so... But uh, yeah, they they do some they do some some solid games. They just don't get the, um, the 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 big press for it for some reason. But now they have because we're backing it. Yes. <laughs> and I remember you did talk on a podcast or a couple of podcasts about Defiance. I remember that quite clearly. Yeah, yeah, I've got it on the three hundred and sixty, and I've got it on the PC. So yeah. So, so there you yeah. go. So enough of. Um, lauding our advertiser um what have we actually been playing simon you first it's what i'm calling 360 palooza nice so i assume that involves the xbox 360 it does funnily enough it that's exactly um they've been the local game shops have been having a bit of a, a big sale at the moment and i'm not going to name the the brand or the the uh, the oh, what do you call it chain franchise same franchise, the chain franchise, yes, because um, I've had a bit of bad publicity recently, and I'm not entirely convinced that uh, the, some of the nasty things being said aren't don't have some truth to them. So, but anyway, at least the nasty things, particularly revolving around the the franchise branches in my area, as far as treatment of employees, yeah, yeah, that's literally down the road. That's my my franchise outlet. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, but yeah. I've still pre-ordered Star Wars Battlefront from them, but I did feel a bit queasy doing it. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I'm, I'm in the in the same boat. Uh, I also felt a little bit queasy um, buying the uh, all of these second second-hand 360 games. But the thing is, I sold my uh, last 360 to get the PS4, and then when the the prices came down, I started to feel a bit itchy about getting some of the some of these games that I'd enjoyed playing uh, or had played and had forgotten about or never finished. Mm. You know, a pile of shame is I could build a small house, I suspect. 
um, out of the out of the hard out of the uh, out of the the, uh, the disc boxes. So ended up going and getting um, all of the Assassin's Creed games. Yes, even the bad ones um, for next to nothing. Uh, got all the gear Gears of Wars back. Uh, Crisis two and three because. Uh, Christ, the original Crisis on the 360 is only available as a download anyway. It's never a physical game. And what was the other big franchise I got? doesn't really matter. But I've been tapping back into, into those and even got Prey. I don't know if anyone remembers Prey. That's a, a 3D Realms game back in the day. And there, there was talk of there being a Prey 2, uh, but that got cancelled earlier this year along with a bunch of other things. Um, like about the same time as Shadow Realms, actually, I think that all got pulled. Okay. So, which is a shame because it looked like being a, it looked really promising. And I, but looking at that, I thought, yeah, I remember Prey. That was, it was a really, it's an odd game. That it's was a, the one that crossed over with MC Hammer's song. Yeah, that's the one you mean. I hate you so much. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Um, it's. It's P-R-E-Y, though, isn't it? I remember seeing it. Yes, P-R-E-Y, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's just got some very interesting dynamics, um, sort of using kind of, well, I suppose, portals and uh, you uh, just mixing up your, the orientation so things can, and how how large you are. And it also brings in a, a like a, uh, a spiritual factor into it. It's all built around, because uh, the character you're playing as is a Cherokee. Okay. So there's Indian spiritualism in there as well. And I remember playing that. I thought, geez, that was actually a really interesting game. And I, for some reason, I never got around to finishing it. So I started that again. So, yes, lots, lots of old games, lots of good games. Nothing wrong with that. And I also managed to pick up a Star Wars The Old Republic Explorer's Guide. Uh, it's a bit beaten up for five bucks and completely out of date, but. You know, sometimes it's just nice having a, a ridiculously large book of obsolete information to, to finger through. Has it got pretty pictures? Oh, it's got lots of pretty pictures. Yeah, then that, that's worth it alone. Exactly. Very nice. So playing lots of different things. Yes. Uh, I'm probably the opposite in that I've been extremely predictable. Um, WoW, which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, Mario Kart still... Um, Started playing the battle mode. Sorry, first thing, Simon, did you, have you ended up buying Mario Kart yet? Because I know you bought your Wii U. Uh, no, actually I haven't. Um, there's There's been a bit too much alternating between being a kid and a squid um, on the... Ah, oh, Splatoon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my uh, One of my children is still loving that. Oh, it's, it looks like a great game. I, I'm just not willing to pay full price for it. I'm willing to, yeah, I'm willing to wait for a second-hand copy to come in. Yeah. Because I am buying it digitally, I tell you that. Yeah, Never. Yeah. No. Um, bit of, a little bit of Castle Wolfenstein. I'm sort of three-quarters of the way through and just lost a little bit of interest there, but still really enjoyed the game. A bit of StarCraft two and a fair bit of Hearthstone, just logging in every week. For anyone that plays Hearthstone, um, Blizzard have incorporated a new... Uh, aspect of the game called Tavern Brawl where every week there's a bizarre rule that applies to the cards so it can be oh, it's been some really weird ones like every second card is a banana card that um, does a particular like it just totally shakes up all the 
strategies that you would normally use. I quite enjoy that because I suck at it. So shaking up the strategies means I'm more likely to win. Um, so yeah, that's it for me. Nothing really exciting there. Just lots of wow. It's wow's at that stage we'll talk about in a minute where I've never been a big radar and it's been the expansion's been around long enough that I'm starting to go back to some of the old content to knock over achievements that I can solo, which is one of my favourite parts of the game. So lots of that. Um, so that's, I might as well segue in a really poor way into that as far as first bit of news was uh, Gamescom, and I know, Simon, you've got a, a, an excellent Gamescom roundup in a little while. Um, Hi, Bill. Oh, no, I think it's the best Gamescom roundup this podcast has ever done. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> uh, I got keen. I don't know why, but uh, the WoW uh, announcement, so I knew the expansion was going to be announced at Gamescom, and it worked out to be 2 a.m. Australian time. And I thought, oh, I, was, I had some work and stuff to do anyway. I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay up for this. I ended up, like, falling asleep on the lounge for an hour or something. And, but, well, you know, I had the alarm set, woke up and um, live blogged it, which was something a bit of fun on the website. If you're really keen, I'll put the link in the show notes, although it just replicates what's on the official site now in retrospect. Um, so, the yeah, the, what was fascinating is Gamescom is that the hall was packed and the people that viewed the live stream, it broke... I think it was six or seven hundred thousand simultaneous users. Now you think the people that are going to make sure they're available at a particular time of the day, whether it's two a.m. or even middle of the day, doesn't matter. Um, seven hundred thousand, roughly, people for a live stream on a over ten-year-old game expansion shows you there's still a lot of life in this franchise. Yet I thought that was really impressive. Absolutely. I mean, um, it's the the earnings call had the uh, had the, the player base dropping to I think somewhere just under six million. Yeah, yeah, five point eight or six or so. Yeah, something like that. Six million people is still paying a a fifteen buck a month subscription. That is still a hell of a lot of people. Oh, That's yeah, gotcha. So, yeah, uh, people that keep watching for the the death rattle of Wow. They're going to be waiting a long time. Oh, they are. And I mean, I'm told, and this is only from ripping off another podcast, which is The Instance, which is probably, well, it's arguably the number one WoW podcast. I mean, they, they know people at Blizzard who are already working on the expansion after this one they've just announced. So, yeah, it's not going anywhere fast. Mm. Um, so key points from the announcement, it's going to be called World of Warcraft Legion. I'm not going to get into all the lore stuff because, A, I tend to mangle it so badly. Um, it's just not worth it. Um, for, and law nerds out there, you can go and look it all up on the WoW website anyway. So I'm just... Is, really... it, is there anything to do with the Burning Legion? Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, about, <laughs> that's about all I can say without starting to mangle things. So I'm more going to talk about what the game, the expansion itself is going to contain. So firstly, there's no release date. Um, predictions are miracles of the usual pre-Christmas launch, but most people tend to think it's an early 2016 launch because um, it hasn't even gone to closed beta yet, let alone open beta. Um, so what are the key things? New continent, surprise, surprise, as there always is usually with an expansion, so it's the Broken Isles. And sorry, just one thing about lore is it's a direct continuation on from Warlords of Draenor. So it's 
it's very much talking about the past, um, but yeah, with a, with a few other bits added in. So the Broken Isles, which consists of uh, six areas um, or zones, uh, level cap increases from 100 to 110. There were some predictions that they might try something different with the levelling once it's got to 100, but they're sticking with just the normal levels. New hero class, so that, that's a bit of an interesting one um, since the monk was the, the last one. So demon hunter is the new hero class. Uh, sorry, Simon, you better say something. No, no. Oh, good, that's all right. So <laughs> that very loudly. Yeah, so if you like horns and all that sort of stuff, demon hunter's your, your person. Um, but, yeah, a lot, a lot of people were very impressed with the demon hunter. Artifact weapons. Now, this is a fascinating one. Um, they're basically developing class-based weapons and t- weapon talent trees. So you, uh, as a mage, I actually have forgotten, but, for example, depending on your class, you can uh, actually own Doomhammer or Frostmourne or all those iconic weapons that have been in previous expansions related to the appropriate class. Then you can customise them, their look, based on your spec and the the talent tree for that weapon that you choose uh, to to take on. So um, it's literally it's 36 different weapon variations or whatever, and that, some of them look really, really cool. So they're, they're taking the whole weapon thing to the next level, which is great. Uh, after Garrison's in Warlords of Draenor, people were all saying, well, what's the next one? Now, this one's an interesting one. It's Class Order Halls. So rather than... So I, I'm seeing that as a bit of a death knell for the Garrison, unless they do add some more Garrison content. Uh, it's your class that can gather. So, uh, for example, the Paladins... Um, oh, God, I should have done research. The Silver Hand, isn't it? Yeah, the Silver Hand is the, the Paladin Order that was... Um, run by the guy that runs Stormwind, Tyrion Fordring. Or is that Tyrion Lannister? Anyway. Uh, no point asking me. You're <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is where we need Chris. She, she was better at this stuff. Um, so there are class order halls. So your class can gather... And I, it's a little bit unclear what you're going to do, but I assume there'll be some class-specific questing and, and hubs there. So that'll be interesting. Um... What else? Oh, just back on the Demon Hunter, there'll be two specs, uh, DPS and Tank. Um, and they'll have some pretty cool abilities, as you'd expect. Uh, Dalaran. So for those that have played WoW, Dalaran has had two iterations. Well, sorry, there was really the, the crater of Dalaran, and then there was Dalaran, obviously, in um, Wrath of the Lich King was the hub. Well, it's back, and it'll now in the Broken Isles and be the player hub again for this expansion. So three expansions ago. It's moving around. Yeah, because Flying City, that's one advantage. Yeah, I used to enjoy flying into that. Yeah. That's the one thing about uh, being a being a, uh, a hybrid druid. Oh, you could fly. Didn't need the mount. Yeah. Turned into a very ugly bird. My, my guess is that the feedback on Dalaran was overwhelmingly positive because they're making sure it's the hub again. I know there were issues last time with lag and stuff, so I'm, I'm guessing they'll they'll try and find some more innovative ways or instance a lot of bits of it or something. Uh, but, yeah, yeah Dalaran's back. Um, the zones in the Broken Isles, Val, Shirar, Stormheim, Azuna, High Mountain and Suramar, which the Lord nerds, some of them will ring some bells. A lot of it... Uh, 
from reading stuff, a lot of it harks back to uh, Warcraft 3. Mm. Uh, a lot of this stuff. Well, um, uh, Illidan's back, isn't he? I think so. Yes, that's like, the, Il- yeah. Storm... Illidan, um, what's Rage? Storm Rage. Storm Rage, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this, it's, I think it's good that they're bringing back some of the, uh, some of the older... Stuff, yeah. Lore elements. I have to admit, uh, if they if they're moving the flying city, what's what's going to be the what's going to be the the hub for that area once the the city decides to sod off? Well, see, that's what will be interesting because it's set in a different time. I'm wondering oh, whether they'll both still be there. Yeah, of course they will. What am I? Duh. That's my guess, but I don't yeah. know that for a fact. That makes complete sense. And for example, the the class order halls. I'm a mage. Apparently, will be the mages of Dalaran. So I'm guessing. Will either be based at the new Dalaran or the old Dalaran as our class order. So, for example, the the Paladin one is under Light's Hope Chapel in the Western Eastern Eastern Plague Lands. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I was going to say it's a classic area. So, yeah, yeah really cool that that aspect. Um, champions. Why have I got champions? There? Evolution of the follower system. So for those of you who use Garrison, you've got the followers. There'll be fewer followers but more meaningful. So that they actually said think more knights of the round table, which is ringing a lot more bells with Star Wars The Old Republic. So I think they've taken that follower system to, rather than just sending them off on missions, which obviously you do do in, in SWOTOR as well, but um, more that they're integrated with you on quests, which they do in SWOTOR as well. So um, that'll be interesting to see. Dungeons, you know, lots more dungeons. Uh, the Emerald Nightmare Raid, Sumo Palace Raid. Big thing for PvP is huge overhaul of the PvP system. So you can actually level within PvP. So honor points allow you to progress through 50 honor ranks and pick up different talents that only apply to PvP. So I thought that that was interesting. And then you can reset your 50 levels and do it all over again, gaining a cosmetic prestige rank that appears above your nameplate if you're a real masochist. Um, that's pretty much it. But, you know, for, as I said, a 10-year-old game, and this is the, what, fifth, sixth expansion? I'm losing track now. Burning Crusade, Wrath, Cataclysm, Pandaria, Warlords. It's the sixth expansion. I've got to bet. What was the new class again? The uh, Demon Hunter. That sounds intriguing. I might mm. have to have a look at that. I mean, I, if you ran in Wrath, I, I, it was so funny at the time that you, you'd go on uh, pug dungeons or whatever and, and four out of the five of you would be bloody death knights. Um, <laughs> I'm expecting the same with demon hunters, that you, you'll just there'll be this massive influx of demon hunters. Um, yeah, yeah, look, it's a I, so- I think the best thing you can do is uh, wait for... Wait, wait for an expansion, leave it, and then when the next expansion comes out, you do that one because I never, ever want to be drowning in an ocean of Worgen ever again. No, that that's was, right. <laughs> once was a... Once was a yeah, that was Cataclysm. And so, yeah, there, there, it tends to be a new class every two expansions. So Pandaria had the monk, and well, it had the monk and the Pandaren. Um, this one, you have to be a night elf for the demon hunter, so you can't choose different mm. races, you, you've got to be a night elf or, oh. a, or a blood elf, I assume, if you're horde. But, yeah. I love the elves. They're great. 
particularly the dramatic way the blood elves die in WoW, reaching for the sky. Uh, yeah. so, so that's, that's what, yeah, it's very, it's, look, it's just encouraging. Uh, everyone knows I'm a, a unadulterated WoW fan. Um, there's still some life in the old beastlet. P- people criticising the huge subscriber drop-offs, I don't think you can legitimately do so at this age of the game. Uh, I think Blizzard have to be expecting that, you know, you have four or five million people sign up, play the expansion, level up, get the most out of what they see the content is, and then they drop out again to the next expansion. Still a hell of a way to make some money. Absolutely. And uh, if they're going to have a continuing narrative, and I'm not saying they are, but if uh, if Legion is going to kind of carry on from Warlords of Drano, then I don't see any reason <laughs> why... Uh, why the next one wouldn't do the same thing, which is coming dangerously close to episodic content releases, which, well, there's another MMO I can think of that's decided yes. to just... So, who knows? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. If, if they shorten the time between releases, which they effectively are with this one, in that Warlords Adrenal came out last November, and it, let's say it comes out next February, that's uh, they've shortened the release between the major expansions by about eight, nine months. Just basically every two years, unless I'm a star. I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah. Um, so, it's, but yeah, it's a good way to make money. Speaking of a good way to make money or otherwise, um, Destiny. So the Taken King expansion is due... Oh, I've forgotten the release date. It's not far off. It's, is it September? I was in that previously mentioned franchise... Um, and they had the big pre-order stuff there. I think it's September, the Taken King, the Destiny expansion, and they still want $129 or whatever for it. Um, and I'm pleased to say that this stage I still won't be buying it at that price. Mm. You, Simon, I'm assuming you're in the same boat. I am in the same boat. Um, and the fact that they they just keep lying to everybody is really starting to niggle um, the way they've uh, announced or the the um, what I perceive as being uh, the distorted pack of PR nonsense they've uh, they've come out with about uh, why they're getting Nolan North to replace Peter Dinklage as uh, the the ghost voice I, I don't think these I don't think these people are capable of shooting straight so this is going to be really dumb. Do you mean in the original Destiny, Peter Dinklage was a ghost voice or in the Halo series? No, Destiny. See, I had no idea that was the case. Oh. I'd never picked that up. Yep, no, that's why, we, that's why I keep referring to it as a Dinklebot. Yeah, no, I do. Oh, I'm so slow sometimes. There you now, go. Nolan Bot just doesn't have the same... No. I just thought Dinklebot just because it was this little floaty thing. There you go. I'm so slow. That's no, Peter Dinklage. Oh, who cool. for, for for the what everyone's well not everyone. There has been a, a number of people that have complained that it just sounded like he was phoning the performance in. But I thought the quite honestly, I thought the tone was perfectly appropriate for a uh, a, a disembodied yeah. AI effectively. Yeah. Well I, I I'd argue if it had been like if he'd spoken like say Tyrion Lannister, I would have picked it straight away. But he's, he's put a ca- he's put a persona into it because it didn't stand out. No, well, I think that's what some people are complaining about is it didn't stand yeah, out. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, but, 
I mean, I've got no problem with Nolan North because uh, I spent uh, a good chunk of today playing Deadpool, the video game that is no longer available um, because lawyers. But uh, he's he's great in that, and I've I've, I've never encountered him as uh, as a voice talent and not enjoyed his performance. I think he's he's great. He's like Troy Baker, you know, they're just they're just really good at what they do. I don't have a problem with him replacing Dinklage. No. Uh, the problem I have is the just the the bollocks. Uh, they they wanted someone who um, who was more available. Yeah, it's, it's such it's such bullshit. Unless they're unless they um, they're basically making things up uh, each and every week as they go along with no forward planning. Then, hello, these things are written well in advance. You get the voice talent in to do the material, and then that material you use as as you release it's, it's not like um bioware aren't bringing people in every, nah. every couple of weeks to to add to add to content or um to to do the deal see they'll they have most of this stuff scripted and planned out now if um if activision and bungie hadn't gutted the game which is the thing that still pisses off more than i can tell you uh then the way they had so they had to basically take the assets and material they had um, to to uh, and string that out in this grotesque con- expand, extended contortion of a release schedule that they've got now. Uh, if they had, weren't having to make things up as they went along, because they really they don't have a clue, they don't have an arc, they don't know what they're doing anymore. No. They're hoping to bullshit their way through it. And this is just another piece of evidence that yeah, if they are looking for someone who they can catch on the phone and, and get in to come in every couple of months that just backs up what i said they they've ruined the story to such a degree it's they can't repair it so they're having to try and fix things as they go that's incredibly bad or they're just lying to us yeah uh, i mean if if um if they were replacing vintage because uh they they agree with the fans or they didn't want to have to deal with the fans saying oh it's a phoning it in blah 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 then just say that or that it's, he costs that much now that he's come back and wants five times the money he got last time. Yeah. So, so that, yeah, I, I don't see any reason why they can't say that. It's not like they're, they're libeling or slandering him. If they want to say they want to take the, the character in a different direction, it's not like they're, they're um, going to pop in another ghost or your ghost is going to get replaced or get an upgrade. They're just going to, uh, if, you, if you start a new, a new character, then all of the starting dialogue... All the dialogue right through. He's just been he's being replaced wholesale. Yeah. So the, your ghost as a new character will be Nolan North. Yeah, I'm I'm just sick of these idiots. I really am. Um, I'm just I'm just glad that um, the the bulk of Bungie, the ones that actually um, produced the Halo games, are actually nothing to do with this mob. The the people that um, formed are now Bungie aren't the people that produced Halo. Those people for the most part, are 343 Industries who are still producing Halo games. And yeah. That looks good. But on the positive side, um, uh, I know we've had Ben on the podcast. Um, ben McJanet's written a, an article this week on the, on the website about he's quite positive about what they're announcing, that maybe they have, if not turned over a new leaf, at least started to reroute a bit what from the, the path that they're on. And start to be a little bit more transparent, although I think they've got a long way to go. Um, but, yeah, for those interested, I mean, Taken King, 
what's been announced. New level cap is 40. Uh, gone are the light levels, which I sort of kind of, as Ben said, which those light levels shat me. You're just constantly grinding for little bits of gain. Yeah, light will still... Light will still exist and be on your gear to some extent, but how the new light system works, Bungie is yet to reveal. So I told you they're more transparent. But now you can reach max level with just experience. So that I like. That's a positive change. No I, more, that is a positive change, absolutely. Yeah. That's it's a good thing. Um, so no more chasing gear to get into the end game proper. Um, and apparently when the Taken King launches, your character will be of equal experience level to whatever your current highest level achieved is for that character so far well that that would be obvious wouldn't it oh because of the light levels i saw it yeah okay so an example would be if you're level 34 with gear and experience you'll also be 34 also with the new expansion um so even if you had done a bunch well actually i can see people put a lot of grind into light may not be super impressed but anyway i can't yeah but isn't that always the case with an mmo though is that yeah it's this sort of thing happens. Something new comes in, and it, you just have to be prepared that it's it's like anything. You buy a, you buy a computer, you, and you're an early adopter, so you, you spend top dollar. And two years later, or one year later, or just when the next product release comes out, yeah, what you've got, its resale value has dropped precipitously, and uh, you, you no longer got the the shiniest and the best. Yeah, that's just that's just the way life works. Something new comes along and, and your, your old shit is old shit. Yes, that's right. And so the last thing is that they are claiming that story is finally going to be in the campaign. So characters will be able to explain what they didn't have time to explain last time. Um, I wonder if that means like the original campaign that will actually be more story. Probably will be. I doubt it. I, I can't see them doing that. Uh, I mean, they've, they've, already, they've already gutted gutted the game beyond repair it's like uh, the um what's it called the the reef that yeah, that yeah. new that new uh public accessible area yeah or the, the, the new hub um i've i think that's it's pretty obvious that the way this was going to go was that um you you start off blind being a resurrected guardian blindly doing what the the speaker uh tells you to benefit the traveler blah blah, blah. and then at a certain point you were going to find out that the speaker and the traveler and the whole thing that you were fighting for actually you're not one of the good guys you're one of the bad guys mm. so you would you were going to end up um sort of uh defecting or or betraying the the uh the, the traveler and teaming up with whoever the other guys were probably the, the darkness because the darkness turned out weren't weren't that bad unless you're talking about the pop group and then god help you oh i see i love them i've got that album I've got that album as well. It's just so many times I can hear someone go into a shrieking falsetto before I want to break the CD. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, moving moving back to the the topic at hand, um, uh, and so the uh, since you'd no longer have access to the tower as a hub because you weren't part of that faction anymore, then the the reef would be the new. And that's that's how that's why the now now it makes no sense. You've got two hubs for absolutely no reason at all. That, so you like, can't. I mean, I, I started playing. Is it House of Wolves? Whatever. I, I've started with the Reef and all that stuff. Though it's been a long time since I've been in the game, but I was still able to access both the Reef and the Tower, as far as I know. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It makes no sense to have two. Oh yeah, okay. You can, but it makes no story sense. Yeah, it makes no story sense. The only way that the Reef makes any sense is it becomes the hub after you uh, you you move past the uh, the whole betrayal thing, where the the speaker isn't. Uh, 
what he says he was and the traveller isn't the benevolent thing that that you were told. Yeah. Ah, oh, be interesting to see. Yeah, um, I, I still mourn for the game that that we were promised and that looked so promising and what I... <laughs> my stupid decision to buy the um, buy the first edition on. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'll still play it here and there. I, I'm actually keen to get back into just the base game because I, I feel like I've forgotten um, my muscle memory's gone with it on actually how to play the damn thing. So I want to, after I finish Wolfenstein, I want to get back into it. But there's no way I'm paying $129. They'll, they'll have to halve that before I'd consider buying the expansion. It, but the expansion doesn't cost 129, isn't that to to rebuy the the game plus the DLC plus the Taken King? Um, so Ben wrote so, a really good article on Destiny, the ripoff King, as he called it. Oh, well said. Um, so to break it down, we're looking in terms of price from the current pre-order options available in Australia. To pre-order the expansion digitally for the mm-hmm. PS4 is 119.95. That's just what? for the expansion. Yeah, yeah, Xbox One is 119.70. This was this is uh, going back to June 25, sorry for the pricing, so with the exchange rate it could have gotten worse. Um, those are currently your only digital options in Australia. You're seeing that correct, you can only order the digital collector's edition. So sorry, that's the collector's edition, that's your only digital option as of June that may have changed. Um mm. Anyway. So, yeah. and then the physical, the legendary edition for all consoles is 99 sorry, for the, the expansion. Uh, $20 more than what's been paid in America. Um, that other franchise, yeah, it's just a rip-off. Yeah, there's, there's absolutely no excuse. No excuse for it. Uh, uh, it's, they're like meth dealers. The... <laughs> oh, careful. <laughs> I, I, look, I, I stand by that. They, they, what they've got. They knew that they had. A, they knew that they had great multiplayer uh, with awesome gameplay, and I'm not. I'm not going to deny that. No, it's great. It's it's, it's, it's the combat is great. Yeah, the combat is always really good. It's really fun. And then they've just they've just, they've um, got the the psychiatrists and the psychologists in, and they've they've got the whole. Um, behavioural, uh, you know, the risk reward, behavioural endorphin run, whatever uh, thing going, and I, I know that. I mean, they've they've said that. There's that, there's records that the they yeah. that's the way they've tuned it. The the whole reward thing is designed to be addictive. They have yeah. built something that is designed to trigger a chemical response in your brain. Yeah, would like that's. Most- that's 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 what uh, that's what feeling good is basically. You, you trigger a feel good response. It's a release of uh, a release of chemicals in your brain and um, into your body. So yeah, it it is effective. It's a naturally occurring drug, sure, but it's still a drug. They have still they've still milked the oh, system yeah. and exploited people's biochemistry. Good on them to do this. So, which is. Fine if you're not extorting people for new content. They're yeah, extorting too, people. Yeah, it's too, it's too dear. Um, just on the psychology thing, I mean, one that stands out to me, that is I've, I've totally lost track of the law, surprise, surprise. But the big spacesuit guys that you shoot and their um, suits um, depressurize, 
that's a classic one. It's like popping that packing bubble stuff. That it's such a satisfying thing every time, particularly if you're snipering, you see the the big air rush or, uh, when they depressurize. It's all those little things that make it addictive. Those little micro um, seconds of, of stuff that you know that looks really cool. I love the experience of doing that. Therefore, I want to repeat it. Yeah, I mean, it's great that they build a game that people can enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> I've no problem. No problem with that. I mean, a, a pleasurable experience is always going to. Um, have a, a positive biochemical uh, response. That's fine. But like I say, uh, extorting people so blatantly for new content, I, it's, it's just wrong. It's been thin on the ground right from... I'm still, I'm still in shock from uh, the little content that was in the, the first expansion pack. Talk of, I mean, yeah. let's face it, this is, uh, you feel like you're being gypped a lot of the time with the season pass anyway. Um, but uh, in this case, it's, it just makes, it makes everything, everything seem so much better value. So well done, Activision. You're making EA look like the good guys. Fast <laughs> job. Good work. Yes. All right. Well, uh, let's jump off WoW and Destiny to... That was an unplanned rant. That's all right. They're the best. Um, let's go to the best ever Gamescom 2015 wrap-up this podcast's ever seen. Simon, what were the highlights for you? Because I'll admit, the only thing I'm really aware of that came out of Gamescom were the Blizzard announcements. Actually, I think that was about it. Oh, was there a Star Wars thing that came out of Gamescom as far as a trailer? Was that? No, that was something else. Well, there were, there were a couple of Star Wars things. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll leave it to you. Over to you. Obviously, I think most people listening to this would be aware of the... Uh, the new game mode in Star Wars Battlefront that was a new video for that, uh, which was the aerial combat one. Oh, yeah. That, that I have to admit, I, I, I did pee myself ever so slightly when I saw that. That just looked absolutely... It looks awesome. It really does. Uh, the, the game is... I'm still doing my very best to be suspicious, but I'm finding it harder and harder to be suspicious of Battlefront, it, it looks like it is going to be... It looks like it's going to be good. It looks like it's going to be fun, although after what we've just discussed, I'm still going to be very wary of it until I find out how they're going to dole out the DLC and how exactly that's going to be charged for. Yeah. If they do it like um, something like Splatoon or it's just reasonably priced, fine. If they think they can claw a bit of... Um, Activision's action, then I'm, um, yeah, I haven't pre-ordered this game yet. And uh, okay. I won't. I have pre-ordered Fallout 4. That's as far as I'm willing to go. Yeah, I nearly did that too, but I've not played any of the other Fallout games, but it just based on the trailer, I want to have a look at Fallout 4. Yeah. No, that's well worth it. So, yeah, um, so, yes, Battlefront looked pretty darn awesome. Uh, another game that looked pretty darn awesome was Dark Souls 3 so yeah from the the trailer looks awesome but the trailers always look awesome the reports about the gameplay um, that I've I've been reading from people who actually uh, were on the game on the uh, expo floor and actually had a go at it it sounds very much like 
uh, it's not so much like Dark Souls 2. It's more like the original Dark Souls. So it's a lot less linear and a lot more of the uh, finding the little secrets and the little shortcuts. So that sounds very encouraging because I know there's a lot of very mixed feelings about Dark Souls 2. Um, you know, Dark Souls 1 was a pretty much was a brutal game, brutally hard, but most people who could stick with it found it incredibly rewarding as well because it doesn't try and lead you by the hand. It, quite the opposite, actually. It sort of blindfolds you, ties your hands behind your back and then pushes you out the plane backwards. So, so that's not a bad thing. Uh, another game that looked pretty darn awesome, if I can just find the damn thing, was uh, Crackdown. Crackdown 3. Now, this is one of the games that's going to be released on the Xbox One. And I don't know if you remember back in the the, the day when uh, Xbox One was basically the the joke console. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that uh, was talked about was using the power of the cloud, which just sounds like such horrific um, hyperbole mm. that you just sort of snigger into your hand. The thing is, Crackdown 3 in the multiplayer is actually using the online servers to enable a complete, a 100% destructible environment. So you're running around a city. The, every, every, every building in the city can be destroyed through a variety of means. So, uh, you know, you could be sniping from the top of a skyscraper. Someone brings, someone brings it down with explosives. Or yeah, well, whatever, whatever you think, That's it's um, cool. it, it's incredibly cool, and it's. I th- they were talking about um, one of the one of the demos was actually showing how the workload was being distributed, and um, certain certain assets and and areas uh, or things within the within the game area um, were different colours, and they were that which indicated. Uh, where the where the processing for each of these things was being pushed out to, and uh, which sounds quite amazing. And apparently, it's got about the power of uh, if you had if the Xbox One was twenty times as powerful. That's about as much work that was was being pushed out uh, in order to achieve the the effect. And apparently, it really worked well. It's quite seamless. Okay. Uh, have a look at the. There's plenty of um, gameplay videos, but if you're if you're interested, have a look because it's uh, it's really quite remarkable. It reminds me of uh, what was it now? What was that? What was that game based on Mars called? Um, and that was very famous for its destructible environments. Sort of, it's it smacks of that, but more so. So well worth a look. Another game that looked really interesting um, was. Uh, is it, what is it, Quantum Break, I think it's called. Um, now, Quantum Break is one of those games that was announced. Oh, it's, it's, been, it's been sort of dangled out and wheeled out periodically, uh, a little bit like The Last Guardian, except not that bad. <laughs> and uh, it was initially announced as one of the early games that was where they were talking about having TV content that was tied into it when Xbox was still talking about um, sort of doing its own kind of Netflix-style productions. Well, the TV series is still going on, but it looks like they've actually dumped the pre-existing cast or what they've done with the, the pre-existing cast, who, um, no disrespect to them, but no one you'd ever heard of, 
and they've now got, and I don't know the actors' names, but you wouldn't recognise them probably, uh, the guy that played Merry in Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was Merry. Um, yeah. uh, Dom- Dominic something, I think, f- from memory. Um, the guy that plays Iceman in the uh, X-Men movies. Oh, yeah. And the the baddie is, well, I think his name's Peter Gillum. He's the, the fellow that, something Gillum. He's the, the guy that plays Littlefinger in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and it's, it's all to do with, uh, uh, look, it's, it's just if you're interested, I definitely would recommend you, uh, you just have a look at the, uh, the Gamescom gameplay video because it's it just look it looks amazing whether the final product looks like that or not again i'm i'm permanently colored suspicious at this point because i i just don't believe anything until it's in front of me playing on the machine i got yeah otherwise there's just there's way too much um bullshit with this sort of stuff so but it looks very interesting it looks promising the fact that they've recast um, for the for the show is very encouraging because they've got some some people with with actual names and a recognition factor, which would indicate that they're they're willing to throw they've got confidence in this they're willing to throw some money at it. Gotcha. In, in fact, I'd say their their uh, interest has grown. Their confidence in the project must have grown. Otherwise, why would you bother casting people with a recognition factor? No, exactly. I don't know. Uh, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider as well looks pretty impressive. Uh, there was uh, another game tri- gameplay feature there. Yes, uh, it's it is an Xbox exclusive for twelve months, and then the uh, the PS4 will get access to it uh, a year later. Um, so it will, and probably a game of the year version where you get all of the the extras and add-ons yeah. and what. So it is coming. Um, if anyone's sort of going a bloody Microsoft, blah blah blah. Well, Sony does exactly the same thing. So right. no, no point. It's a turnaround's fair play in this instance. Oh, uh, what else? Scalebound. Scalebound. Um, sorry, this is another game from the. Uh, but let's face it, Sony didn't actually have a press conference at GamesCon. They're going to be at Paris Games Week instead, because um, Paris Games Week is a thing apparently. Um, Scalebound is uh, is basically a JRPG, and it's. Uh, have you ever heard of Dragonheart? Yeah, that rings a bell. Yep. Yeah, I haven't played a, it, but yeah. Uh, there's a um, Hideki Kamiya is the one of, is the guy who was behind that, and Platinum Games is the studio that was behind that. They've, again, just got the the trailer to go on, but basically you are. I can only assume they're doing it ironically or for laughs, but you're just kind of this very Japanese game kind of guy with the the hair and the and the and the, the long trendy coat and the and the the headphones where he listens to his sounds when he, he's fighting. Yeah. But the, the most important thing is he's got a dragon. That's what the scales in the Scalebound title is all to do with. He has a dragon, and the dragon, and he. It's really hard to to verbalise this stuff. The thing that really caught my attention, though, was right at the end of the trailer when he's going up against the big bad, so a a level boss of some sort, he introduces his friends who also have dragons. And those are actual players with their own dragons. So it looks looks like there's a drop-in, drop-out multiplayer. And something that... It looked awesome. 
that's all I'm that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Looked really, really good. Dragons never get old. No. And last but not least, there's I could talk about Mirror's Edge Catalyst, which also looks good. I'm really happy EA have revived Mirror's Edge because the original original Mirror's Edge was a very underappreciated game, but quite awesome. Uh, was We Happy Few. I don't recommend watching this trailer before you go to bed. <laughs> it's um it's freaky. Uh, it's I've heard a few few different analogies. Um, probably, and I don't remember if I've heard this or just glued it together from what I've heard from other people, but basically if you glue Bioshock, the original Bioshock, and cross it with a clockwork orange. Okay. You'll get a sense of the tone. It's <laughs> It's very strange. It's very strange, but so that's We Happy Few. Go and have a look. I will. It's a it's an interesting trailer. It's an interesting premise. Yeah, unsettling. Cool. Well, I think I'm confident in saying that is definitely the best Gamescom 2015 roundup this podcast's ever seen. I was right in my judgment there. I I have no words. <laughs> um, we probably should wrap it up soon. Um, I'm just going to mention, like, I, in under a minute, um, I'm reading Ernest Klein's, I don't know it's his second book, but for those who I know raved about Ready Player One when it came out, it would have been year before last, still a brilliant book that I intend on rereading. Um, Ernest Klein's released a second book called Armada, nothing to do with Ready Player One, but still ha- has very much a gaming focus, enjoying it a lot, um, only about a third of the way in. But he mentions in passing, or he actually bastardises it for the sake of the story, but I did a bit of Googling and there was a video game. I'd love to know if any of our listeners were already aware of this and if so, let us know on Twitter or via the Facebook page called Polybius, P-O-L-Y-B-I-U-S. And it's an arcade cabinet described in an urban legend which is said to have induced various psychological effects on players the story describes players suffering from amnesia, night terrors and a tendency to stop playing all video games. Around a month after its supposed release in 1981, Polybius is said to have disappeared without a trace. There is no evidence that such a game has ever existed. Anyway, read through the It's quite fascinating and, and Ernest Klein uses it uh, as a basis really for, for his story. But um, cool urban legend I was totally unaware of. Gaming related. Yeah, I'd never heard of it either, but I'm intrigued by by it. It's because just the the setup for it's kind of you know it's not it's not well it's kind of sort of bloody Mary, except less likely to be done by hysterical teenage girls. Yes. So yeah, 1981. Um, apparently, it was that popular. It was in Portland, Oregon. 81 was only there. Um, described popular to the point of addiction with lines forming around the machines often resulting fighting over who would play next. The urban legend describes how the machines were visited by men in black who collected unknown data from the machines. So without giving too much away about Armada, the book is really around um, were video games disseminated throughout the population to train the general populace in fighting skills for when aliens invade. That's a really... 
brief way of describing it, which is not dissimilar to the Pixels movie, which I'm devastated to report. I haven't seen it yet, and I was dying to go and see it. Apparently, it's utter rubbish. Yes. I'm really... Because the trailer looked great. And you go, Adam Sand, I can take a leap. You, you've got um, Peter Dinklage in it. You had really good-looking effects. I thought, this could be a funny, great, fun movie. It's got all the Donkey Kong... I thought, this got to be good. Apparently, it's trash, but I'll still go and see it. You're probably better off seeing the short film around which it's based. Which is called? Uh, Pixels, as far as I know. Oh, again, okay. I'll check it out. But, uh, yeah, it was it was done as a short film. So most of the the clever things, the interesting and clever things you, you see done visually, um, I would, uh, as far as I'm aware, were actually in the short film, like the, the, the Tetris skyscraper. Okay. All right, I'll check it out. Yeah, so I'm disappointed to hear that. I, I probably won't go and see it at the theatre, but I'll, I'll, you know, watch it on Netflix or wherever it ends up. But Yeah, yeah. I, I know it's... Oh, no, that's, that would just sound too sarcastic. I mean, Adam, <laughs> Sandler, Adam Sandler's very capable of putting out schlock, so I was, I was worried when he was the lead, but I thought it might be a success in spite of that, but it appears it's not. No, unfortunately, it's not that he's he's capable of putting out schlock. That seems to be all he's capable of doing. Yeah. See, The Wedding Singer at the time was a funny little movie that I quite liked, but then I always loved Drew Barrymore, so maybe that was why I liked it. But anyway. Well, was did he play an idiot man-child in, in The Wedding Singer? Oh, not really. It was more sensitive new-age guy. Oh, OK. I mean, he, he has done... There's the one where he played uh, was like a, a supermarket manager. I can't remember what the name of that was, but apparently that was a, actually really good. He, okay. he was very good in that. It's not, not a comedy. Okay. He's, he, has, he has talent. He just chooses, appears to choose not to use it. He just takes the, the, the easy cash cow route. Like we do. Yes. Speaking except- of which, Arcage. Arcagegame.com. Yes. I don't know if we're actually going to get paid. No, <laughs> for mentioning that, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's still it's still worth still a game worth worth trying out. If you if you uh, if you love us that much, you want to ensure we pay. What you need to actually do is go to oceanicgamer.com and click on one of the very prominent arcade banners on the site that click through to actually sign up for the game and then to download it. That would be doing us an enormous favour. Ah, yes, that's what the line in the original in the in the pre roll should have said. Yeah. Go to our website and click on the... Oh, we're not good at this, are we? No, Emily, you should have told us. We need to be spoon-fed. Um... Oh, and uh, speaking of not being very good at things, uh, I said that there were two Star Wars things at Gamescom. Oh, yeah. Um, the second thing at Gamescom was the uh, release of a new trailer for Knights of the Fallen Empire. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, it's worth watching because it's actual. It's actually done in game, so it's not 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 done by. Um, oh God, I've forgotten the name. Blink, is it Blink? Yeah, I love that first trailer. I mean, I love the trailers. Oh, it's it's gorgeous. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's um, it's well worth having a look at. Cool, because uh, it's especially the end. It's it's good. Uh, I I can't help wondering if they're brushing up the graphics or maybe it's just on a very high end machine. I'm not too sure. Uh, and also, uh, our old friend James Olden got oh, yeah. on stage at Gamescon and uh, had a bit of a, a PR chit-chat 
most of which was nothing I thought was particularly worth mentioning, although uh, he did make reference to uh, how the episodic releases of information or the, you know, the chapters that they're talking about, the uh, Nazi old republic, Nazi of the fallen empire, uh, is going to be in, is actually hearkening to what Lucas originally wanted to do but by having 12 movies and the fact that the, that whole idea came from the old Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon. Oh, yeah, serials. So, yeah, I, I thought that was a, a valid... I'm not sure how long a bow that was, but I, I think that was actually a perfectly good, good justification for it. And he also said that they're not going to be changing any of the old planets because it's too much work, which I completely oh, understand. Oh, yeah. Um, but that also suggests to me, and forgive me if this has already been overtly stated by them at some point, but that clearly indicates to me that you're not going to be able to, once you, you start as the Outlander, you're not going to be able to visit any of these worlds, at least for a specific sec- chunk of the story. Otherwise, that would just completely screw things up. So I think if uh, if you are thinking of playing it and you still want to play your your existing characters... And roll a new one. Roll the new one, see what's going on, see how long you get locked into the the narrative corridor for. That's what I'm going to refer to it as, the narrative corridor. Um, uh, and then and see how long it takes you to actually be able to get or have free travel back to the other worlds. Otherwise, unless they build in some kind of lobby, uh, lobby system to get you into places where you can um, play with your friends in the old part of the game, then you might find yourself a bit more restricted than yeah. you would... So that's the worst what occurred to me there. Is, um, I, I kind of expected that they'd be doing that anyway, because you've, you've lost your ship and you've lost a bunch, all everything else, pretty much. So you're starting from um, from ground zero. So I suppose if you, if you want the uh, all of the extra bits and pieces that might come from the associations and the relationships you've got with your companions and so forth to see where that goes, yeah, by all means. Um, take your main character or, or your nominated alt to do that. But just yeah. be aware they they might be locked away for a while. Okay. Yes, uh, I'm going to have to make myself play that. Not that I don't want to, more just find the time. Um, we've had a money focus, but I know the last thing tonight is PlayStation Plus. Is it worth it? And I'm I, I, I'm assuming there's a reason asking this question, Simon, but I'm just going to jump in and say I absolutely don't think it is. So I've been a PlayStation Plus member for, I don't know, ever since I've owned the console, so six or eight months or whatever it is, and I can't think of a single game that I've played on going and any game that I've done more than an hour on. It's just absolutely not worth it to me. Yeah, I think if you, if you had a PS3, you might... Maybe it, it would make a difference, but yeah, I, I must admit it's this is one of the, the weird things I've been noticing is just how Microsoft seems to be coming up from behind. I mean, they they've still sold half as many consoles roughly as Sony have, but uh, one of the announcements they made at GamesCon was that all of the future because they're in the same situation where they they release games for the old generation of consoles and the current generation, and. Um, with the backwards compatibility coming in, what they've said is that um, from this month onwards, not well, from next month onwards, uh, any any games released for 360 will be backwards compatible. 
So you end up with whatever games are released for the Xbox One Plus. You can on your Xbox One, you can also play the uh, the 360 games yeah, because good. backwards compatible. And I've had Rare Replay, uh, and the backwards compatibility is flawed. This. I haven't had a single problem with it. Granted, they're games that aren't as graphically challenging, no. but but still, you know, it's uh, it's it's a nice little gimme to have. And yeah, I have been a bit, um, well, yeah, a bit disappointed with the the uh, the PlayStation Plus because yeah. it's a, another indie game or something that may as well be an indie game. I'm not even sure what it is. I looked at it and I thought, yeah, no. No, especially considering that Microsoft have given uh, the last Fortnite's game for the 360 was uh, Metro 2066, and it's uh, was it Metro Redux? I think is the 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 more recent one uh, in the in the second Fortnite. Yeah, which I'm looking at that, thinking, yeah, one of these things is not like the other. No, so I'm wondering if I think Sony might be might be struggling a bit, understandably. Um, particularly given, I think, the PlayStation Plus is built in US dollars. There's no way I'll be renewing. No, well, they'll, they'll, you, won't, you won't be able to play Taken King then because you won't have your multiplayer. Yeah, I, yeah, I was just thinking that's the downside, but given I'm not playing Destiny at the moment, that might force the issue for me. True. Well, the, the thing to remember, if you whether you, um, you're, you play with Xbox or whether you play with PlayStation, you don't have to pay the amount of money that they uh, that they they have on the on their own stores. No. Uh, if you if you go to Greenman Gaming, uh, Oz Game Shop, or any of these, or even on eBay, uh, just make sure you're going with a reputable seller. You can get uh, twelve month codes that they'll just email to you, and uh, you can you can usually save a pretty a pretty reasonable chunk of money. So. Yeah, you don't need to, do not do not use the uh, online purchase option no. consoles. You can you can get them for a lot less. Yeah, if I do it, that's what I'll do. So. Excellent. Uh, and I'm mm. sorry, I forgot to mention your law is stuck in my cannon. Where um, I don't know whether it's been premature, Simon, but we can always just deny this ever happened. Um, we are hoping to launch an episode 102A. So. ODS-1's been uh, more than popular enough to warrant having his own little episodes, which makes it easier for people to download and and digest with a focus on that. So everything going well, um, episode 102A will be out in the next week to 10 days, or two in the next two weeks, because we do a month between shows. So let's say within two weeks. It should be within seven days. So so the the week following, so... uh, It'll be like a sort of a a, uh, a coda to yeah. flash, which is cool. I love it. So um, yeah, look look for that. Um, that'll be promoted on Twitter, etc. As always, and, uh, and also we we might even consider um, releasing some of the older episodes separately as well. Um, the more relevant ones, obviously. Uh, yeah. So if anyone out there has any thoughts about something they'd like to hear again. Or any subject that they'd like ODS one to cover, just tweet us, and we will see what we can do. Brilliant. So, speaking of Twitter, let's talk about wrapping up the show. Yeah, let's do that because I've been talking too much. No, never. Fuck. <laughs> 
So as always, if you'd like to offer an opinion, suggestion or some general abuse, please don't hesitate to email us at contact at oceanicgamer.com or visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the Oceanic Gamer. Um, you can follow us on Twitter as always. My handle is at the Oceanic Gamer and Simon tweets under at RPGBeatsRL. And as he said, you know, any suggestions on the law stuff we would love to hear. Um, you can find previous episodes of the show on iTunes. And please, as always, we love the reviews and thank you to the guys that ju- and guys and girls that jumped in and added a couple more reviews. It really does help keep the show out there and we appreciate it. And we're also on Stitcher. Apologies to those that had issues with Stitcher a couple of weekends ago. That wasn't us, that was Stitcher. And they were profusely apologetic at the time. Uh, Thanks very much for listening. And thank you as always, sir, Simon. Oh, thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening to um, my diatribes. They're always welcome. So, yes, have a great weekend. Or week, not weekend. Weekend's over. Have a great week. And remember, if your pug wipes, it's probably because one or both of us was in it. Good night. Good night. The ability to speak does not make one intelligent.